Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Today, before we start, I wanted to share that the registration is open for our free five-day challenge, How to Lose Weight God's Way. In this challenge, I am going to share a unique three-step process to weight loss. Why is it unique? Because it's three simple, doable steps that you can start doing today that will allow you to lose your weight without losing your life or your mind. No counting, no food lists, and no having to say goodbye to your favorite foods. Just three common sense steps you can apply no matter where you are in your life. Mark your calendars as it's going to start Monday, March 29th. To register, go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash lose weight God's way. Or you can grab the link in the show notes, my website, or you can find the link on my Created For More Facebook page too. All right, enough of that. Let's get started with today's episode, episode number 38, where you're going to learn how you can identify and solve your emotional eating. How big of a problem has emotional eating become in our world today? One study estimates that 75% of overeating is caused by our emotions. Instead of viewing food as the primary fuel our human bodies need to be healthy and operate optimally, most of us look to food as the primary way to bring more comfort and pleasure into our lives. To start, let's be very clear what emotional eating is. We hear the term used all the time, but I want to be sure we know what it means. Emotional eating is anytime you eat in response to your feelings rather than true physical hunger, usually as a way to suppress or relieve our negative emotions, such as stress, anxiety, sadness, boredom, loneliness, or anger. The ironic thing is we also eat and drink comfort foods to celebrate happy moments as well. So if you're doing that beyond our physical hunger needs, that's a form of emotional eating as well. Why has this become such a big epidemic in our society today? Well, there are lots of reasons, but I'm going to quickly share a few I believe are the most impactful. We are constantly surrounded by food. It's a constant presence and temptation in every facet of our life. It's everywhere. It's around every corner. It's at every get-together. It's at almost every event. Another reason today's food is made to be hyper-palatable. The tagline, you can't eat just one, is what every food company is going for. Almost everything the food industry does, from how the food is made to how it's packaged, is designed to make it easy to eat more than what you should. 
Another reason, eating is very socially accepted. So much so, in fact, that many times we're pressured to eat even when we don't want to. If we're not eating when everyone else is, it's like we have to explain ourselves. And we probably all have food pushers in our lives that constantly push us to eat whether we want to or not. Another reason, today's culture and environment is ideal to create negative emotions. The amount of daily information we are exposed to through our phones and the internet, the hostility of people that don't see eye to eye on things, the comparison trap that's so easy to fall into on social media, all these things are breeding grounds to produce negative thoughts and emotions. Okay, so now the question is, why is this a problem for you? Why should you be concerned about how much you are emotionally eating? You're probably thinking, come on, we all need to eat some comfort food every now and then, right? Well, I don't disagree with that. The problem comes with how you define every now and then, because for most of us, it is the primary reason we overeat. Here are the problems habitual emotional eating causes in our lives. We overeat because we're not eating in line with our physical hunger cues. We overeat because we are eating in response to our emotions, not true hunger. We eat more comfort foods than the foods God designed to optimally fuel our bodies. Let's be honest. When we're eating to curb our negative emotions, we're usually not reaching for the broccoli or the carrots. Instead, we're reaching for the chips or the sweets, the things that bring us the biggest rush of satisfaction and short-term pleasure. Research shows women's top three comfort foods are ice cream, chocolate, and cookies. Again, I don't like objectifying foods as good or bad, Ice cream, chocolate, and cookies are all foods that we should feel free to enjoy at times, but also understand we need to be mindful of making food choices that are balanced and appropriate for our health goals. We eat mindlessly. We usually grab things in the pantry that are easily accessible and designed to consume quickly, and we eat them while we're being distracted by our phones in front of a TV or while scrolling on social media. We then feel shame about what we eat, what we weigh, and that leads to more of the same and creates a cycle of unhealthy eating to soothe that shame. We use food to numb our negative emotions rather than feeling and understanding them. So what should we do And what are God's truths when it comes to emotional eating? Well, the first thing is that our emotional life is part of our human life that God designed for us. He designed us to feel, not numb or pacify, our emotions with food. The truth is this. God wants to be the first in line of who we turn to when we need comfort, not food, or any other worldly pleasure. Listen to what Paul says about this in Corinthians. He says, God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles. 
In the famous chapter, Psalm 23, David says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. His other truth is he's fine with us celebrating and enjoying comfort foods in our life at times. We see the Bible refer to feasts and times of celebrations, but but regularly using them to avoid our human emotions is not what God intended. Here are three strategies you can commit to that will solve all your emotional eating problems. Number one, decide ahead of time on a food plan for the day that you can commit to and feel good about. Deciding ahead of time is a powerful strategy. When we decide ahead of time, we can use the highest part of our brain, our rational brain, also known as our prefrontal cortex, to make decisions based on the food we need to fuel our bodies and the food we want to include for our comfort or pleasure. Now, some of you might say, well, yes, but why would I include comfort foods on that plan then? The reason for that is you want your plan to be realistic and doable. Otherwise, your brain will rebel and you won't be able to stick to it. And this is the critical piece that many don't do. When you create unrealistic plans that you're not able to stick with, that's going to lead to a whole new set of negative emotions like frustration, despair, and failure that will lead you to believe this doesn't work for you, which will cause you to quit. All of us are in different places with our health and what we eat, so there is no cookie cutter, one size fits all daily eating plan that works for each of us. That's why it's up to you to use your rational brain to think through this and create something you know you can commit to based on your preferences and your environment. So let's say you put that plan together the day before or the morning of. You commit to it and only eat what you put on your plan. This eliminates all your non-planned eating episodes. This eliminates all your emotional eating. And this gives you and your brain 100% permission and a stronger ability to say no when unexpected food is offered or pushed on you. Number two, learn to recognize your true physical hunger cues versus emotional hunger. Through God's amazing design of our human bodies, we have a brain that talks to our stomach through our hormones, but most of us have been conditioned to eat even when we're not physically hungry. Here are a few different cues you can use to help you distinguish between the two. Physical hunger develops slowly over time. Emotional hunger comes on suddenly or abruptly. With physical hunger, you'll, you'll normally desire a wide range of foods. With emotional hunger, you'll crave only certain foods. Physical hunger will normally not occur until at least a few hours after you've last eaten. It might feel like a little bit of emptiness in your stomach. You might even hear or feel some stomach growls. Maybe you're a little low on energy. Be mindful, look for and understand your physical hunger cues. Number three, 
Search for meaning and understanding in your negative emotions. Remember, we have a 50-50 human life. God specifically allows all emotions, including negative emotion, to be part of our human life. It's not meant to be something to fear or something we can't handle. We all have the ability to feel it, accept it, get curious, and search for understanding of why we are feeling that way. God uses our emotions as signals and indicators in our life. But if we are constantly resisting or numbing our emotions through food and other worldly pleasures, we're not going to understand why we're feeling them. Maybe God's calling on you to develop a closer relationship with Him. Love yourself more. Improve some of your key relationships, like your marriage or with your kids. Step out in your life in new ways to love and serve others. Many times we feel like our emotions are a mistake or something we're not prepared to confront or handle, but trust me, that is not the case. Remember, all an emotion is physically is a vibration in our body that lasts for about 90 seconds. Everything else is mind drama that we create and allow. They are there for a reason, and until we open ourselves to them, to be aware, to get curious and search for understanding, we won't know why we're having them. It's that process that will allow us to understand the reasons behind them. Drowning them with food is only going to push them away for a brief period of time, and they'll eventually come back, usually even stronger. A little about my experience with this, I discovered that I did a lot of emotional eating when I was stressed and also when I was bored. When I was in an office setting with my accounting career, I always had plenty of snacks in my desk drawers. However, what I found is I would snack even when I wasn't physically hungry, but rather to pass the time or because I felt like I quote unquote deserved it because of completing maybe a big time sensitive project. Since I discovered this awareness, I was able to go through this process and see that I wasn't physically hungry, but was using these foods to pacify my emotions. Today's one thing, emotional eating, turning to food to soothe our emotions is actually a path that leads to experiencing more negative emotions in our life. God puts these emotions in our life for a reason. Turning to Him for comfort and understanding why we're feeling this way is the path to a healthier, more abundant life. That's all for this week. Join me next week as I dive into the topic of love and specifically how you can learn to love ourselves more. Speaking of this, I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.